Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Thursday, June 8th, 2023. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, so the Binance case is already getting testy with some wild accusations flying in both directions. Twitch walks back some ad guidelines after only two days. WhatsApp is adding channels. Prime Video is probably about to add ads. Adobe will protect you from lawsuits if you use their AI tools. And how AI might have just extended Moore's Law a bit. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Yikes! The gloves are coming off already in the Binance legal fight. According to court filings, Binance's lawyers are alleging SEC Chair Gary Gensler offered to be an advisor to Binance back in March of 2019 when he was still teaching at MIT Sloan, quoting CNBC. Documents filed by the SEC on Wednesday indicate that attorneys from Gibson, Dunn, and Latham and Watkins, two of Binance's law firms, allege that Gensler offered to serve as an advisor to the crypto exchange in several March 2019 conversations with Binance executives and founder Chengpeng Zhao. He eventually met Zhao in Japan for lunch later that month, the filing claims. At the time, Gensler was teaching at Massachusetts Institute of Technology's Sloan School of Management. He was appointed head of the SEC in 2021 by President Biden, and over the past year has come down hard on the crypto industry, suing numerous companies for allegedly selling unregistered securities. Before Gensler started going after Binance, he was trying to cozy up to the company, the lawyers say. The Wall Street Journal previously reported on Gensler's and Binance's relationship, citing internal Binance messages and a person close to the SEC chair. Both suggested that Binance approached Gensler. In the latest filing, the Gibson and Latham attorneys say that Zhao continued to stay in touch with Gensler after the March meeting. And at the future SEC chair's request, Zhao sat down for an interview with Gensler as part of a cryptocurrency course he was teaching at MIT. Later in 2019, the letter said Gensler was slated to testify before the House Financial Services Committee, and he sent Zhao a copy of his intended testimony ahead of the hearing. In July of that year, Gensler testified before the House over Facebook's proposed and later canceled cryptocurrency Libra and its planned Calibra wallet. I do not advise any financial technology, blockchain, or other companies, nor do I own any cryptocurrencies, Gensler's prepared testimony read, end quote. Meanwhile, other court documents show the SEC accusing Binance and Binance.us of redirecting more than $12 billion in customer assets to entities controlled by CZ between 2019 and 2021. Quoting the block, the fresh SEC allegations come as supporting evidence in a request by the agency to a federal judge to place a temporary freeze on assets beyond customer redemptions at Binance.us. The SEC also wants a judge to freeze Binance and Zhao's assets, but has only filed a temporary restraining order on Binance.us's assets. Lawyers for the SEC allege that most of the assets were funneled to Merit Peak. The agency quotes a statement by Merit Peak as describing itself as a, quote, proprietary trading firm with Zhao's self-made wealth from the digital assets business, end quote. Those funds consisted in significant part of Binance Platform's customers' assets, including those of Binance.us platform customers and other sources, the SEC alleges. In total, the agency claims over $12 billion of the $22 billion Merit Peak received between 2019 and 2021 came from Binance and Binance.us customer assets. Per the SEC's court statement, the $11 billion from Binance customer assets was funneled through another entity called Key Vision Development Limited, end quote. We didn't get a chance to talk about this controversy, but Twitch is already walking back new branded content guidelines it rolled out just a few days ago, 
calling them bad for streamers and the company after a swift backlash from creators, which again was so swift, we didn't get a chance to even talk about it. Here's how it all went down according to The Verge. Quote, on Tuesday, Twitch released new rules concerning the way streamers could display ads on the platform. The rules prohibited burned-in video display and audio ads, the first two of which were popular and common formats used throughout Twitch. Twitch apparently did not discuss the new rules with ambassadors or streamers beforehand, and many were furious about the new policies. Twitch content creators took to social media to decry the changes. OTK, a network of popular high-value streamers like Asmund's Gold released an open letter to Twitch telling it, quote, the once unique and admirable vision of a creator-first platform now feels like a fading and distant dream. Charity streamers were upset and fearful, believing the new rules would impact their ability to raise money. It was the same with esports creators, as the new rules would have made it more difficult for the already struggling esports industry to monetize its broadcasts. Twitch apologized for the rollout, explaining that it would rewrite the rules for greater clarity. Now it seems that rewrite has turned into a full rescinding of the rules totally. Twitch has updated the page outlining its ads policy with the section related to what kinds of ads are prohibited or allowed completely removed. Here's an archived version with the old rules and the new updated page. The new rules would have been potentially devastating for creators, charities, esports broadcasts, and brands. Now what seemed like another attempt to take a portion of streamer earnings has backfired, end quote. This is potentially pretty big. WhatsApp is announcing Channels, a one-to-many broadcast tool that is what they're calling a private way to follow what matters. They also plan to add payment services in the future, quoting The Verge. The newest feature in WhatsApp brings a very different kind of messaging to the world's most popular chat app. It's called Channels, and it's designed specifically for one-to-many broadcasts rather than conversation. But what is a channel, really? It's a Twitter feed, minus all the metrics and reply guys. WhatsApp has clearly noticed all the governments, transit agencies, brands, and others looking for a new and non-Twitter place to share their most important updates and sees channels as a drop-in replacement. Channels is also a creator tool, to some extent, a place for those with an audience to, quote, send text, photos, videos, stickers, and polls, according to WhatsApp's launch blog post. The company has plans to build payment and other monetization services into channels, too. You'll be able to find channels by searching for them in WhatsApp or by browsing in a newly created directory and see their most recent updates in the status section of the app. WhatsApp says privacy is a key part of the experience, which is why channel admin information isn't shared and the app only stores 30 days worth of a channel's history. Admins can even block screenshots and forwards, making sure that what's in the channel stays in the channel. Channels aren't end-to-end encrypted, though. They're treated more like your messages with businesses, which are also not totally private. But WhatsApp does say it's thinking about ways to encrypt some channels over time. This is mostly a really obvious feature for WhatsApp to add. Telegram has a similar feature, also called Channels, and also meant for one-to-many broadcasts, has had it for years. Instagram has a similar feature, too, called Broadcast Channels, and it actually makes sense to bring this kind of information into WhatsApp. Getting air quality updates and train statuses feels more natural in a messaging app than intermingled with everything else on Twitter. But if you zoom out a bit, WhatsApp is quickly turning into something other than just a messaging app. Just in the past few months, the company has made it possible to use one account on multiple phones, has been working on a private newsletter tool and a new username system, added polls and shopping and a bunch of other Facebooky things to the platform, revamped its status system, improved its group chats, and much more. Channels is just the latest way WhatsApp is trying to bring social media to messaging, end quote.
Sources are telling the journal that Amazon plans to launch an ad-supported Prime Video tier and is talking with WBD and Paramount about adding their ad-based tiers to Prime Video channels. Quote, Advertising has been an area of continued growth for Amazon despite macroeconomic challenges. The company's ad revenue was $9.5 billion in the first quarter, up 21% year over year. The company is the third biggest player in terms of digital ad revenue in the U.S. after Google and Meta, according to Insider Intelligence. Advertisers say they are eager to have Amazon offer an ad tier for Prime Video Service, which would follow similar moves by other streaming platforms, including Netflix and Disney. Specifically, ad buyers say they want more access to premium movies and programs that have remained largely ad-free, content that often garners more buzz. Amazon has been making moves to bring more ad-supported programming to Prime Video. Its sports coverage comes with ads, and some shows have product placement advertising. Prime Video also offers access to content from Freevee, Amazon's free ad-supported video service. Separately, the e-commerce giant is having discussions with Warner Brothers Discovery and Paramount Global about adding the ad-based tiers of their streaming services through Prime Video channels, according to people familiar with the situation. Through Prime Video channels, users can sign up for streaming services, including the ad-free versions of Max and Paramount Plus, and view through the app, end quote. Selling a little? Or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ka-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify transformed ResumeWriters.com from the spaghetti code backend I cobbled together in college to the world-class commerce platform it sits on today. And Shopify can do the same for your business. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash ride, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash ride now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash ride. When you go through airport security, there's one line where the TSA agent checks your ID and another line where a machine scans your bag. The same thing happens in enterprise security, but instead of passengers and luggage, it's end users and their devices. These days, most companies are pretty good at the first part of the equation where they check user identity, but user devices can roll right through authentication without getting inspected at all. In fact, 47% of companies allow unmanaged, untrusted devices to access their data. That means an employee can log in from a laptop that's had its firewall turned off and hasn't been updated in six months or worse. That laptop might belong to a bad actor using employee credentials. Collide finally solves the device trust problem. Collide ensures that no device can log into your Okta-protected apps unless it passes your security checks. Plus, you can use Collide on devices without MDM, like your Linux fleet, contractor devices, and every BYOD phone and laptop in your company. Visit collide.com slash ride to watch a demo and see how it works. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash ride. Adobe has begun rolling out its generative AI Firefly tool to businesses and plans to offer what it is calling full 
indemnification against copyright lawsuits over its output. Quoting Fast Company, Anything created using Firefly's text-to-image generation tool will be fully indemnified by the company, quote, as a proof point that we stand behind the commercial safety and readiness of these features, Adobe says. That's important because of the challenges around the legal status of generative AI tools and their outputs. The standards around generative AI and copyright have not yet been settled legally, which is causing companies to hold off using generative AI in their business operations. This decision, Adobe hopes, provides clarity. The Firefly model is trained on stock images for which Adobe already holds the rights, as well as on openly licensed content, for example, Creative Commons images and public domain content. Adobe has actually offered indemnification for quite some time against the use of its own products, and in particular for stock images, a representative for the company says, noting that this is an extension of that practice. The representative declined to answer whether the indemnity means that anyone who believes their copyright has been infringed by Firefly should sue Adobe rather than the person who used Firefly, noting instead, it's a guarantee against litigation, the consequences of litigation, end quote. The offer will be available only to enterprise customers, and Adobe declined to share how much the company had set aside for a legal fund to fight any lawsuits should they arrive, end quote. Google has updated how its BARD tool handles math, coding questions, and string manipulation via what it calls implicit code execution, which lets the chatbot run code in the background. Quoting TechCrunch, As the blog post explains, large language models such as BARD are essentially prediction engines. When given a prompt, they generate a response by anticipating what words are likely to come next in a sentence. That makes them exceptionally good email and essay writers, but somewhat error-prone software developers. But wait, you might say, what about code-generating models like GitHub's Copilot and Amazon's Code Whisperer? Well, those aren't general purpose. Unlike BARD and rivals along the lines of ChatGPT, which were trained using a vast range of text samples from the web, ebooks, and other resources, CodePilot and CodeWhisperer and comparable code-generating models were trained and fine-tuned almost exclusively on code samples. Motivated to address the coding and mathematics shortcomings in general LLMs, Google developed implicit code execution, which allows BARD to write and execute its own code. The latest version of BARD identifies prompts that might benefit from logical code, writes the code under the hood, tests it, and uses the result to generate an ostensibly more accurate response. Based on internal benchmarking, Google says that the new BARD's responses to computation-based word and math problems were improved by 30% compared to the previous BARD release. Of course, we'll have to see whether those claims stand up outside of testing. When Google launched BARD earlier this year, it didn't compare that favorably to the likes of Bing Chat and ChatGPT. Instead, the rollout was a bit of a disaster, with a Google ad featuring a wrong answer by BARD, briefly tanking the company's stock 8%. Reportedly, several Google employees who tested BARD prior to its release raised serious concerns to the search giant, with one person calling it a pathological liar and another deeming it worse than useless. With implicit code generation and other enhancements like support for new languages, multimodal queries, and image generation, Google is responding to criticism and attempting to turn the situation around." End quote. And finally today, DeepMind's AlphaDev, an AI for discovering enhanced algorithms, devised new C++ sorting algorithms that are up to 70% faster and have subsequently been added to that language. Now, this might sound dull, but actually it points away to something important. Could AI extend the life of Moore's Law? Quoting MIT Technology Review. Last year, the company used a version of its game-playing AI AlphaZero to find new ways to speed up the calculation of a crucial piece of math at the heart of many different kinds of code, beating 
a 50-year-old record. Now it has pulled the same trick again twice. Using a new version of AlphaZero called AlphaDev, the UK-based firm, recently renamed Google DeepMind after a merge with its sister company's AI lab in April, has discovered a way to sort items in a list up to 70% faster than the best existing method. It has also found a way to speed up a key algorithm used in cryptography by 30%. These algorithms are among the most common building blocks in software. Small speedups can make a huge difference, cutting costs and saving energy. Moore's Law is coming to an end where chips are approaching their fundamental physical limits, says Daniel Mankiewicz, a research scientist at Google DeepMind. We need to find new and innovative ways of optimizing computing, end quote. DeepMind published its results in Nature today, but the techniques that AlphaDev discovered are already being used by millions of software developers. In January 2022, DeepMind submitted its new sorting algorithms to the organization that manages C++, one of the most popular programming languages in the world, and after two months of rigorous independent vetting, AlphaDev's algorithms were added to the language. This was the first change to C++'s sorting algorithms in more than a decade, and the first update ever to involve an algorithm discovered using AI. DeepMind added its other new algorithms to Abbasil, an open-source collection of pre-written C++ algorithms that can be used by anybody coding with C++. These cryptography algorithms compute numbers called hashes that can be used as unique IDs for any kind of data. DeepMind estimates that its new algorithms are now being used trillions of times a day. AlphaDev could not beat the best human version of the algorithm for sorting a list of four items, which takes 28 instructions, but it beat the best human version for five items, cutting the number of instructions down from 46 to 42. That amounts to a significant speedup. The existing C++ algorithm for sorting a list of five items took around 6.91 nanoseconds on a typical Intel Skylake chip. AlphaDevs took 2.01 nanoseconds, around 70% faster. Scientists would like to see a more exhaustive comparison with the best human-devised approaches, especially for longer algorithms. DeepMind says that that's part of the plan. Mankiewicz wants to compare AlphaDev with the best human-devised methods, getting the AI to build on human intuition rather than starting from scratch. After all, there may be more speed-ups to be found. For a human to do this, it requires significant expertise and a huge amount of hours, maybe days, maybe weeks, to look through these programs and identify improvements, says Mankiewicz. As a result, it hasn't been attempted before, end quote. So uh, I'm pretty sure you've seen those pictures from New York City yesterday. About 3 p.m. Eastern yesterday, it was just wild, just orange and dark. The pictures kind of don't do justice to how eerie it was to peek your head outside. Today, I can report that it is bright and sunny with just a slight orange tint, but Those air quality indexes all report it being still unhealthy, so we're all still inside again, running our air purifiers. Talk to you tomorrow. 